an embarrassing loss to Nebraska on Saturday has IU football in a really bad place right now. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Monday, October 3rd. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. also want to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college basketball recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. IU football is in a bad spot, and there's really no other way to look at it after what was a really bad loss on Saturday. Uh, the Hoosiers fall at Nebraska 35-21. to In a vacuum, a road loss in the Big Ten is not that bad, uh, but it was both what Nebraska was coming into this game and what the Hoosiers did that should have fans pretty frustrated. Uh, thinking back a couple of weeks ago, the loss to Cincinnati seemed to lead to some type of deep dive into the state of the program, which I thought was a bit silly considering uh, the game, the opponent, the circumstances. That was not a game IU should have been all that competitive in. Uh, and they weren't for a large part of it. There was a stretch in the second half they were, but otherwise they were not. Saturday is a game the Hoosiers sh- should have been competitive in, should have been much better in, and they were not. I want to give you some stats here because we mentioned this uh, in the preview episode about just how bad the Nebraska defense was. And it bears mentioning Cam Camper and DJ Matthews, I use top two receivers, did not play. That matters. Uh, bigger picture, there are a lot more problems than that. Uh, Cam Camper had a non-COVID illness. Uh, DJ Matthews was doubtful and tried it out before the game, could not go. So down your top two receivers hurts. This is a group that was still probably the most talented. Uh, they had guys step up, but... You're also coming up against a defense that was one of the worst in the nation. They were giving up an average of 583 yards per game. IU got to 290, not even half of that. They were giving up 56.5% on third downs. IU was, uh, it is 2 of 15, which I'm not good at math. I am Googling it. It is 13%. A little bit off that 56% mark. They were giving up 5.8 yards per carry. IU averaged 2.9. They were giving up 330 passing yards per game. IU had 220. Uh, They were getting stacks on 1% of their dropbacks. They had three of them on Saturday. Just a... A failure. Outright, plain and simple, a failure by IU football. 
and it is the same mistakes that keep on happening. This offensive line is uh, the crux of a lot of things. Uh, they cannot block. They are not. This is not a good offensive line. And you are five games into the season, and Tom Allen is talking about needing to find the best five guys to get out there. Next week is the sixth game of the season. There are only 12 weeks in the season. You are at the halfway point of the season, and you do not know what your five best offensive linemen are. There are not five good offensive healthy linemen that IU can put out there, Um, which is a problem, as we've discussed for the last two seasons, even further than that. The offensive line just continues to be a problem year over year, and we're going to talk about Tom Allen's seemingly unwillingness to make changes but that is a recurring trend that is just seems to not be fixed in any way, shape, or form other than trying new combinations of guys. If everybody is not good, it doesn't matter what combination you put out there. It is not going to be good. The defense, Tom Allen takes over play calling. You expect something similar to what he had when he was either the defensive coordinator or in charge of the defense his first couple of seasons here, they continue to just get gashed for big plays. uh, And they are not making enough big plays of their own to make up for it. I don't understand the secondary and how it seems like the same types of plays are beating them deep passes down the middle. And I am not smart enough at football to uh, examine why this is, but I can sit here and tell you, that for dating back to the Idaho game, that deep pass down the middle, splitting the safeties has worked for every team at some point during their game. It is mind boggling. It is frustrating. It is, it's the definition of insanity is doing the same stuff and expecting different results. I don't understand how it keeps happening. And that's why all of this is so frustrating on top of the fact that IU spent the week, Tom Allen spent the week talking about how things have to change, how they're going to do things differently, how they needed to get off to a quicker start. That did not happen. I think it took three plays for Nebraska to score on their first drive to go 72 yards, a four yard run, a 34 yard pass, a 34 yard touchdown. That is their first drive while IU went punt, 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 Touchdown, touchdown. Uh, And one of those punts was blocked. That is not a fast start. I don't understand what they spent the week doing. I don't, and I I tweeted this in jest, and I understand this isn't that simple, but what is IU spending the week during practice doing? Because this doesn't seem like things are changing week over week. You're game planning for a different opponent, maybe, but the same things are continuing to be issues. There seemingly is no rhyme or reason for why this offense works and doesn't work at times. I could not tell you what was different about those last two drives of the first half versus the rest of the game where those two drives at the end of the first half looked incredible. IU look, that's like IU at its best. They just marched down the field. Nothing stopped them. They got into a rhythm. Uh, they first drive was seven plays, 75 yards. The s- second drive was six plays, 70 yards. They didn't even take uh, five minutes between the two drives. That looked awesome. That looked great. In a lot of ways, they were unfortunate that it came right at the end of the first half where you could have no momentum from that going forward because their first series of the second half was an interception. So I, 
I don't understand what was different about the two drives at the end of the first half and what they could or could not replicate in the second half. None of this is also even mentioning the penalty issues uh, for both teams, but IU with 11 penalties for 92 yards in a toss-up game, basically, against one of the worst teams in the country, let alone the Big Ten, again, inexcusable. So it, it leaves you just wondering what even how do you fix this there's self-examination that has to happen that i don't know that i trust would happen that they improved this program from last year i i think i don't know how much better they are they're better they have more wins but realistically barring an unforeseen upset the bowl game just went out the window which a bowl game always felt like a distant possibility and i wouldn't have reacted this way with any loss on Saturday, I'd have been pretty upset with any loss, but it's just the way IU keeps doing this where it feels like they're just doing the same thing over and over and expecting teams not to find ways to capitalize on it. There was always going to be a super thin margin of error. There was no margin of error trying to get to a bowl game because they play in the big 10 East, but they just tossed it out the window. The first chance they had a well, second chance, I guess they beat Illinois, but the second chance they had, they tossed it out the window in a very frustrating way. And now there needs to be some discussions about what this, where this program is, where it's headed. And that has to start at the top with Tom Allen. And we're going to talk about Tom Allen. Uh, there's been a, a lot of strong reactions. He deserves some criticism right now. We're going to look at deeper into, into what, the problem is and how much he's to blame for it right now. Before we do that, let's talk about uh, LinkedIn, our sponsor of today's episode. Look, uh, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for small businesses. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's a super easy website where you can create a free job posting uh, using our link, linkedinjobs.com slash locked on college. Um, once you get your, your job post created, you add your job and your purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Big thanks to all you guys who are making us your first listen or first watch every day of the week. Be sure to subscribe over on YouTube if you guys have not already. Let's talk about Tom Allen. Um, I think a discussion on him and where he has the program right now is fair. I think there are a lot of bad faith arguments being made about him. I've seen them on in our Twitter replies, I've seen them in our show comments, I've seen them uh, on our timeline, I've seen them all over the place. And there are criticisms you can make about him right now. Uh, this was one of the worst losses of his career. Uh, I said it was perhaps the worst loss on Saturday. Somebody pointed out that the Iowa game last year is up there. 
considering the expectations and whatnot for last season. Yeah, that's very fair. That Iowa game might be the worst one. This is a really, really bad loss, no matter how you kind of shake it, because this, I can't overstate how bad this Nebraska team had been. I know they had a new coach. I know they had a new defensive coordinator. This was still a really bad Nebraska team that IU just could not get the better of. And there there needs to be some questions asked. His hesitance to make changes is costing them. I don't understand. Again, I've said before, I don't really like coming on here and calling for people's jobs. Um, just from kind of a, a personal standpoint, I'm not going to sit here and say, you need to fire this guy. That being said, if somebody's not doing their job, I don't like if they're not performing at the level they need to be performing at, you need to make a change. When has the offensive line performed at the level you expected them to perform at in the last handful of seasons? Cause they haven't. And there's been no change there. And I know it's not as simple as just changing the offensive line coach and that fixing everything that will not be the case. There needs to be a, a greater search into why IU hasn't had a good offensive line in a number of years. Uh, it doesn't all come from the offensive line coach. Are they identifying talent wrong? Are they not progressing guys along? Is there not the development that there needs to be? Uh, because right now this offensive line is really bad. It's full of veterans who should be better. And you have a bunch of young guys that are being thrown into positions. Like we said at the beginning of the year, there's no depth here. So when injuries were going to happen, you were going to throw guys in who were wholly unprepared and they've looked wholly unprepared, but it really hasn't mattered what combination is out there. They've been bad. So I don't understand why there hasn't been more whole scale changes. I, it, it's one of those things that I understand on a personal level, he's he knows the coaches. He hired them. He brought them in. He was so, um, I don't even know what the word is, indebted or, or broken up about firing uh, Nick Sheridan last year that he took a pay cut to cover it. I don't know if he doesn't want to do that with the offensive line coach. I don't understand it, but this is not, this offensive line has not been good. And so I don't know why there hasn't been a change in how they do things. There is no improvement on this offensive line from last year to this year. Uh, the only thing that has really changed whether they've been good or not is how good or bad their opponent is, and that has been it. And Nebraska was not a team that was getting sacks, and they, even at the end of the game, when IU is needing drives to score, they're getting home to the quarterback on four-man rushes. And it's just, again... The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. This offensive line is the glowing example of that. They've done the same thing over and over for two seasons and have not gotten any different results. I don't know why things haven't changed. The other critique I've seen, it was in our comments, it's been in our mentions, it's been all over the place, is the rah-rah doesn't win you games. That is a low-hanging fruit, a criticism you could make in hindsight if you just ignore that 2019 and 2020 just didn't happen. You just pretend those don't exist, then yeah, sure, rah-rah doesn't win you games, I guess. 
there was a building. The program has gotten better under Tom Allen. There was a building crescendo leading to 2020. The bubble burst last year. There was going to have to be some type of reset. And it's been harder than we thought this reset in the last couple of weeks. Uh, part of that might be the expectations got too high after 2020, but you don't get to have a season like 2020 and not have high expectations moving forward. The, the, the idea that the raw raw doesn't win you games is silly to me because it won IU lots of games. Tom Allen is a good coach. Um, probably nothing more, nothing less. I wouldn't put him as very good. He still has some issues in game management and that's always been there. Uh, I think the difference in 2019 and 2020 is he had a good coaching staff and good coordinators around him. Kalen DeBoer, you see what he's doing in Washington, although this is probably a bad week to point that out after they got smoked by UCLA, but you've seen what he has become. Um, and putting those types of coordinators around him matter. Uh, part of that is him needing to identify who are really good coordinators, to a certain degree, I don't think the coordinators are bad this season. I'm not thrilled with how the offense uh, works in this super up-tempo offense that uh, is putting pressure on the defense. And, I mean, where have we seen that before? Uh, when the offense doesn't work, the result is the defense having to be out there more and getting worn down and... At the end of the game, IU can't get the stops it needs. That is, a, a, I guess, a systemic thing to discuss. But I don't think Chad Wilt's necessarily bad. He wasn't the most inspiring hire. I, But going back to the main point with Tom Allen, IU can absolutely still win with him here. He needs to do as much soul-searching as anyone else into what this program is, where it is at right now. He raised the expectations of this program, and in some ways he might be a victim of his own success. He came in, he changed how we looked at IU football, and now he's struggling, and he is, I'm not going to say under the hot seat, he's under the microscope a bit because of that. I don't, I use not going to move on from him for one, his buyout's still $25 million. He's getting this season. He's getting next season as well. Almost certainly I should not be looking to move on from him right now. It is always very easy to say, fire the coach. That'll fix things. I've said this for a couple of weeks now. There is not a coach out there. That's going to come in and fix IU football. IU football has been what IU football is for decades and decades and decades. And I don't know that it's ever going to change. Uh, we can have moments like 2019 and 2020. We're going to have seasons like this. And so a certain element is whether you accept that this is what IU football is, or if you want something better, this is not a short, there is no quick fix. This is a, this is a athletic department needing to invest into the program, which they are doing more. They are improving the facilities. They're improving the stadium. They're investing more money into the coach, the coaching staff, things of that nature. But there is no quick fix for turning IU football into a contender. 
that's not how college football works. So I understand the frustration from this. I don't think you can sit here and say, fire Tom Allen and we'll fix things elsewhere. Well, I mean, for one, again, it's not happening. I use not paying $25 million to fire Tom Allen. I don't think he's on the hot seat right now anyway. He's, uh, again, he's under the microscope and the intensity of that is going to continue to grow, but there needs to be a more of a succession plan than fire Tom Allen and we'll figure out how to fix it. Who are you bringing in that is going to fix this? Uh, because this is not, a, again, this is not an easy fix. This is not a enticing job for a coach. Sure, it's in the Big Ten. This is a step ladder or a step stool or a stepping stone. That's the word I'm looking for. A stepping stone of a job into something bigger at best. Um, so who are you bringing in to take over and change this? Because right now I'm not sure who that is, but Tom Allen deserves scrutiny. He deserves criticism and he needs to be better. Uh, I hope he's doing as much soul searching as anyone and not just asking the questions, but doing the actions to improve this team. I don't, he, he might've done the soul searching, but doing the actions part, I don't know that he'll do, and I don't know that he'll do it in season. We'll figure out in the coming week and weeks, I guess, how much he's willing to change during the season to try to get things right. So what's what do we where do we go from here now? We'll talk about what this season's gonna look like now and what what we as a podcast are going to be doing uh moving forward now as well. Let's talk about bet online though, guys. Please do not listen to me on betting for a little bit because I put money down on IU to win. Now, if I'd have known that Cam Camper and DJ Matthews were not playing, I would have not have touched IU IU's money line. And they were still like there's probably a pretty good argument to make that if those two played, or even Cam Camper played, that that was a safe bet because IU was still close throughout the night, but uh, they ultimately did not win. I still use Bet Online to uh, lose my money this weekend, but BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. If you want to check in on IU, they are a three-touchdown underdog to Michigan. You're not getting any advice from me on that one. Uh, I would stay far away from that game because I don't understand what IU is right now. (laughs) Head to betonline.net, though, uh, or use your mobile device to learn more about uh, the game, the trends, the actions, everything. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. So where do we go from here with IU football? It's not going to get easier. As I mentioned, they play, they host Michigan. It's the Big Ten East, and this was one of their, this was their easiest game left. Uh, It's, they play Michigan. uh, They host Maryland. They go to Rutgers. They have a bye week. And then Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Purdue. Couple of those games might be winnable. Uh, I don't know that I. I was not going to be favored in any game the rest of the season. The win, two of the winnable games are at Rutgers and at Michigan State, based on how Michigan State has looked this year. I guess in theory there is still a route to a bowl game, but do you feel good about IU football right now? Do you think that they can pull off an upset? Because 
They're going to have to pull off multiple upsets to get into a bowl game right now, and I don't feel great about that. Uh, so I, I, it's hard for me to even – I don't want to say it's hard for me to picture a win. I, could, I mean, we saw how IU won three times this, uh, this season already, but as the competition is getting tougher, it's hard for me to picture an upset over a Michigan, a Penn State, an Ohio State, um, even maybe even a Michigan State. It's hard for me to really envision what that looks like because there's just no consistency with IU. There's flashes, there's blips, there's moments, uh, but there is far more bad than good in every game this season, even in the ones that they've won. Um, at best, you have an Idaho game where they looked awful in one half and good in one half. So uh, maybe a 50-50 split at best, and you're not upsetting a team playing half a good game. Uh, you have to play a great game for the entirety, and IU has not come close to that at any point this season. So it's going to be this is not going to be a fun next two months now with IU getting to the heart of Big Ten East play. This is going to get ugly. I mean, there's still there's still talent on this team. There's still young talent. There was still a top twenty five recruiting class. That it's not like basketball where they make instant impacts unless you're Desan McCullough or Jalen Lucas, who is another argument you can make where the heck he was on Saturday. There are some true freshmen making impacts, and there's talent. There's young talent, but um, I don't know. This is this this is a demoralizing loss to say the least. Where are we gonna go from here? Well, if I'm being honest, it's probably we're we're scaling back drastically on the football coverage you're going to get recaps on mondays from us you're going to get previews on friday from us there might be occasional crossover content uh if other locked on shows want to do previews but we're focusing on basketball tuesdays through thursdays now in the middle of the week probably a lot of previews for men's and women's basketball both some recruiting content as we uh, always do on wednesdays going to be mixed in there but we have two very good basketball teams that are a month away from their season starting. There's a lot of stuff we can talk about about those basketball teams heading into this season, and we're going to do that. Until IU football gives us anything positive to talk about, we're not going to spend as much time as we have talking about the football team. We're going to start focusing as much on the basketball team as well. We'll also talk some soccer. Uh, They had a 2-2 draw with Michigan on Sunday, if you guys saw that on Big Ten Network. We'll we'll keep you updated on the other stuff, but we're we're switching our focus a lot more to basketball now moving forward. So thanks again for making Lockdown Hoosiers your first listen every day. We will be back tomorrow. We will be starting men's basketball previews on tomorrow's episode. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen. Locked on Big Ten. Follow us on Twitter if you guys have not already at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe again if you haven't. That helps us out a ton, as does leaving a quick rating or review. Just a quick five-star rating if you can. Uh, That helps us immensely. It gets uh, our podcast in front of more eyes. Can't thank you guys enough for um, helping us grow into what we are. and if you're still here, you're you're an OG, you're you're one of the loyal ones, and I greatly appreciate you guys. So have a great Monday. Don't let IU football get you down. Hope your week starts off great. And most importantly, LEO.